Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken, expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. Due to popular request, we have made available the first two chapters of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness. This podcast is part eight and the final part of chapter two, the uncreation of the universe. In this part, we see how God's grace is represented in the universe, an example of being pulled to completion and changing something that was nine, the symbolic Enneagram, into seven, the diatonic Enneagram. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening by Russell A. Smith Chapter 2 The Uncreation of the Universe Part 8 Page 25 Now we will examine how tea became diatonic i.e. when the Absolute shortened the law-conformable successiveness of the last stop-ender. And the stop-ender which he shortened is between its last deflection and the beginning of a new cycle of its completing process. By this same shortening, for the purpose of facilitating the commencement of a new cycle of its completing process, he predetermined the functioning of the given stop-ender to be dependent only upon the affluence of forces obtained from outside through that stop-ender from the results of the action of that cosmic concentration itself, in which the completing process of this primordial fundamental sacred law flows. And this stop-ender of the sacred Heptaparapashenoch is just that one, which is still called the intentionally actualized Mudnell Inn. This infers that the Absolute moved the note T closer to himself, thus shortening the law-conformable successiveness of the last stop-ender, T-Do. Note, during this shortening, the other notes in the octave were not disturbed because La, the closest note that could have been displaced, had previously bonded to the force at 280 vibrations. We will surmise that T was moved from 308 vibrations past its original position of 312 vibrations to 315 vibrations. Its present diatonic location in the octave. Why T was positioned at 315 vibrations, 7 eighths, and how this stop-ender facilitates the commencement of a new cycle of the completing process will be discussed later. For now, you must clearly understand that the final result of making these movements lengthening the law-conformable successiveness of far-me 
and shortening the law-conformable successiveness of T-Do, brought the structure of the octave into alignment with the separated forces, created the diatonic ratios, and gave birth to the universe. We now show a diagram with two octaves. Separated forces, even thirds. Octave structure, diatonic, except for T. And separated forces, even thirds. Octave structure, diatonic. Here, we shall add that it is possible, with a thorough understanding of these laws, to become harmonious with them, to establish in oneself a mental codification predicated on the different inner tastes of these tonalities that includes a particular organized way of being able to perceive cognitively and respond impartially. God ascertained that he needed to shorten the last stopender, the stopender that was between T and Do. Russell shows a finger pushing the T up towards God. Bart says, Dang it! I should have showed the hand of God reaching down to T, grabbing onto it and pulling it back towards himself. But wait, hold on. When a note comes into contact with a force, it bonds. When it does, it stays put. There is no force for T to lock onto and bond with. So, therefore, it will not stay put. That is elastic. If you pull the T back up, and then let go, it will snap back. Good observation. Let us try it. Hold the La in place, because it is bonded with the force at 112, and move the T, the red line at 140, up to 147, to 7 eighths, the position of the T in the diatonic structure. Now let go. What happens? It snaps back. That means our endlessness must be holding on to T in order to keep it from snapping back. Wow! There is grace. God reaches down, grabs onto T, pulls it back toward himself and holds on. He cannot let go. As such, God is unable to reach down any further and give mankind a hand. Man has to make it up to T on his own. The grace of God has entered the universe but only extends to T. If God lets go, T will snap back. 
and creation will cease. If we read Gurdjieff's postulation regarding the shortening of the last stopender, again and again, a hundred times, maybe we would understand that the shortening of the last stopender means that the force of the top dough can be felt at the T. That is, if something makes it up to T, it will feel the force of the top dough reaching back through that stopender from the results of the action of that cosmic concentration itself in which the completing process of this primordial fundamental sacred law flows. And the influence of the dough reaching down will allow things that have reached the T to be able to ascend and complete themselves. For you to understand this concept, Russell tells the story of a man lost in the desert. Okay. We will put you out in the middle of the Gobi or Sahara Desert. If you became lost in the desert, what would most likely happen to you? I would die, unless I found a way out. Okay. Which way do you go? Do you go this way or that way? Perhaps you try orienting yourself by the position of the sun and always try to head west or north, etc. We do not know which direction you will pick, nor if you will pick the right direction. But we do know that you will pick one. You will not just stand there until you die. So you start walking, trying to find your way out of the desert. You walk for a day, for two days, for three days, for four days, and maybe even five days. But at some point, you cannot walk anymore. You are out. You are spent. You are burnt. You are dehydrated and exhausted you realize that you are not going to make it out of the desert. You are going to die there. There is no hope left. There is no force left. You can hardly walk. You are barely shuffling your feet. Barely moving. And you finally succumb and fall face down in the sand. To do what? To die. You are done. It is over. You fall down in the desert to die. You are not getting back up. Your journey is over. But, at the very last moment of your existence, you happen to peek out of one of your swollen eyes. And there, over the next sand dune, you see the top of a palm tree. Now what happens? 
you get up and run. You are up on your feet and running. Wait a minute. A minute ago, you were dead. You had no force. You could not go any further. But now, you are on your feet and running. Which way do you run? That way, towards the palm tree. You run to the doe, to the oasis. The doe, the oasis, has reached back to you and said, Here I am. Here is how you can complete yourself. Here is how you can facilitate the commencement of the next cycle. Come to me. Run to the oasis. The grace of God has reached down. A palm tree has reached over the sand dune and said, Here I am, infusing you with incredible energy. You are running in the desert. And, by the way, that is the only time you should be running in the desert. That is, when you see the oasis. You run with everything you have got. God has reached back through the stopender and called your name. Then, when you reach the oasis, you fall face down in the water and drink. Your chapped and cracked lips revitalize a little, and you drink and drink and drink. You get in the shade of the palm trees to get out of the sun. Maybe some of the palm trees have coconuts or dates, which you can eat. Maybe you will even make a fire. We do not know. But we do know that you now have a much better chance of surviving. You may even be capable, as Gurdjieff says, of facilitating the commencement of a new cycle of its completing process. And continue your journey of trying to get the heck out of the desert. By the way, how long do you think that you would stay at the oasis? Until you are strong enough to leave. You are only there in order to facilitate the commencement of the next cycle. So, you may stay there for a day, for two days, for three days, or for a week, preparing for the next journey. While you are getting your strength back, you fabricate coconuts to carry water, and you attach vines to them so that you can drape them over your shoulders. You amass a bunch of dried lizards so that you will have food to eat. You even fashion a hat made of palm leaves to help protect you from the sun. Then, at some point, you say, It is time to leave the oasis and once again try to get out of the desert. Or, you're in the Olympics running the marathon, 26.2 miles. You run for about 23 or 24 miles. You are dead exhausted. You can barely move your feet and are just shuffling along. Then, at that moment, you start to question whether or not you should quit the race. 
because it is too long and too hard. After all, your heart is hurting and your legs are weak. But then, you come around a corner and there, in the distance, is the Olympic Stadium, which infuses you with energy and allows you to finish the race. Why does that happen? Well, when you see the Olympic Stadium and feel the dough reaching back to you, you are infused with energy. A smile comes to your face and joy fills your heart. There it is. There is completion. Victory is in sight. And because of that, you have the force to make it to the stadium. It happens because the law of seven was changed. One stop ender was shoved down and another was pulled back up. So read and re-read those passages until you go, Oh my God, it is exactly how Russell says it is. The T-dough interval is filled from outside by a force coming from the dough. There is indeed a force reaching back through the stopender that pulls things to completion. Page 28 In addition, the ratio of the change in the cosmic rumple is 9 to 7. What was 72 in length became 56 in length. This ratio also reflects what happened during the changing of the law of seven. That is, something which had become nine was changed into something which had to become seven. And here, we show a diagram of an octave of pre-creation and an octave of post-creation. Nine became seven. We aligned the structure with the forces and turned nine into seven. One do, two ti, three la, four force, five so, six fa, seven force, eight mi, and nine re, becoming one do, two ti, three la force, four so, five far force, six me, and seven ray. Which, by the way, is the ratio of the cosmic rumple, 72 to 56. A nine-inch paper strip placed in a seven-inch space. Later, we will discover the diatonic enneagram, the true enneagram, which only has seven points, not nine. That does it. By successfully uncreating the universe, we have taken the first step towards answering the question, why are things the way they are? Congratulations. You have reached the end of chapter two.
download and complete Octave Sheets 3 and 4, which can be found at the dogteachings.com diagrams. Watch the recommended Chapter 3 videos, which can be found at the dogteachings.com videos. Do them justice, because the next chapter is pivotal. That is, by the time we finish the next chapter, you will know if you are qualified to awaken. That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, An Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high-quality 520-page hardback, and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free. Be awake. Be real. And realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Dog Teachings. And, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness, and the other is for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. See under Resources, Zoom Classes, for more details. All at thedogteachings.com That's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com Goodbye. Until next time.